0: Welcome to the Puck and Pigskin
1: Podcast, presented by Belly Up Sports. Just great sports fans talking mostly about hockey and football, sprinkled with a bit of
0: everything else. Now, here's your host, a Flames fan with a
1: Golden Knights backup plan, Jason Bizek. All right, joining me now is 2019 CFL West All Star and 2019 CFL All Star. From Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Mr. Shaq Evans. Shaq, how you doing?
2: I'm good, man. Just, you know, just got up.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. uh, are, are you are you in Cali right now? Is it,
2: that's where you are. Yeah, I'm in Cali. Yeah, California.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, just gonna run down here. Uh, you played college football, UCLA for the Bruins. Um, interesting fact: my cousin and me when we were kids, we used to actually pretend that we played for the Bruins as well, which is weird for kids growing up in Regina, Saskatchewan. But yeah. <laughs> our parents our parents found us some UCLA sweatpants and sweatshirts from somewhere. I have no idea where, so we always pretended we played for the Bruins.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so you're drafted by the New York Jets in the fourth round in 2014. And, of course, we got the draft going on right now. Um, what's it like being in an NFL draft?
2: Uh, you know, it's just a lot of anxiety, really anticipation, and and just you know, you're not knowing, and just you know, it's just a bunch of unknowns because you don't you don't know. You you hear things, you hear, oh, you're second round, your third round, your fifth round. You hear those things, but sometimes you go way lower than expected, and sometimes you go way higher than expected. So. It's just crazy because you hear so many things from different teams. Oh, we like you, this and that, this and that. But at the end of the day, you don't know what's going to happen. So unless you're one of those, you know, top guys, like, you know, like, surefire top five picks or, you know, first round picks, you don't really know where you're going to end up and what round you're going to end up in. Because I've seen guys have second round grades end up in a, you know, fifth, sixth round. And guys with fifth, sixth round grades end up in a third round. So. It's uh, it's just a bunch of unknowns. That's the that's the biggest takeaway from it that I, from my experience.
1: Yeah. So, so as a guy coming out of college in the NFL draft, was there a team that you wanted to go to at that time?
2: Mm, at that time, yeah. seven years seven years. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think I don't think I had a specific team. I, I just I know no? probably one of. I just know probably one of the things I was thinking at that time was just I was just been able to. Um, just a a good quarterback because I never really played with just a pure passing, you know, quarterback at any level of my, of my career. So um, that's probably what I was hoping for.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So then you, uh, you suffered, suffered a shoulder injury then and uh, were Mm -hmm. waived by the jets the next year. uh, Then signed with Jacksonville uh, practice squad, then released Mm -hmm. and, and you went through this a few times yeah. what's the nfl is a weird beast and how they do things with the the signing the practice squads and releasing and stuff it's a lot different than the cfl isn't it
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot different i mean it, like it changes <laughs> weekly honestly sometimes daily uh sometimes they'll, they'll bring in a guy on you know monday and he'll practice tuesday or wednesday and then you won't see him the rest of the week and you just wonder like what happened like and then there'll be a, a whole new guy like so it's crazy you know it's it's so much it's like so much anxiety on a daily basis for a practice squad player because you know any day could be your last day and you never know when it's coming because they might just have a team need somebody somebody on the roster might get hurt a linebacker and they need to bring in another linebacker so they're like well they'll take the new probably most likely the newest guy they signed and then just get rid of them so you could literally been there for a day or two and then you're and then you're gone so it's, it's, it's crazy. Definitely.
1: Yeah. So then, uh, I guess, uh, you signed with the New England Patriots practice squad at one point. Um, yeah. now in your mind, you're thinking, man, I'm going to be playing with Tom Brady. What went yeah. through your mind when you signed with the practice squad for the Patriots?
2: Uh, that's, that's the main thing was just, I get to meet Tom Brady. Like I get to meet this, this <laughs> legend and, uh, that was like the main thing. And then, uh. But that was an example of what I was talking about. Like, I got let go within a week. I was there a week, and I got let go because they needed another linebacker. So they got rid of me to bring in the linebacker. And the linebacker that they brought in was a guy that drafted with me with the Jets. So it was super ironic. Like, wow. So now I'm getting oh, played wow. by my, my former draft classmate three years later. So, yeah. Wow,
1: that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then in 2018 you signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um now the biggest fan base and any sports team in the world, probably. Uh <laughs> um hey, what did, did you, what you what were yeah, what were your thoughts when you uh when the riders came after you?
2: Uh Oh, well, honestly, I just was like, "Where, where is that?" I had no, I had never heard of that. You had before. no idea. I had, yeah, I had no idea where it was. I mean, obviously, I knew it was in Canada, but like, most most you know, like people that's not too you know informed on Canada, all we know is the like, Vancouver and the Toronto. That's that's all we really <laughs> know. So it's like we don't really know anywhere else. So to hear Saskatchewan, I'm just like, "Wow, where where is that?" And I looked it up, found out where it was, and then. You know, and I was just I was just happy to have the opportunity to play football again. So I was I was all for it, and and I couldn't wait to get up there. And then when I got up there, I'm just like, wow, it's really a, a different different place.
1: Yeah. So when when did you arrive in Saskatchewan? Was it winter, or summer, or spring?
2: No, summer, summer, yeah, uh, May, May, oh, okay. 2019. Mm-hmm. right before training camp up in Saskatoon. <clears throat> um.
1: So in, uh, 2019, you had a hell of a season, uh, 72 catches for, uh, 1334 yards, um, CFL all-star, uh, CFL West all-star. Um, so tell me what it's like playing in the new stadium in front of all those fans. Uh, have you played in the new stadium? Yeah, Yeah, you would have played. I think
2: the first year, the first year was twenty-seven. I played there. The second, second. Yeah, you played there first year. Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, it's always packed. Um, normally, like maybe if we play like a random Thursday night game, it might not be packed because people have work and stuff. But usually, if it's on the weekend, it's it's going to be packed, and and uh, those fans are crazy. You know, they they come out there and they support every 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 game, and after the games. No matter how long it takes me to get ready, there's going to be <laughs> like at least 30, 40 people outside still waiting, you know, to get your autograph, take pictures, talk to you. So, yeah, I really love the fans. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming because, like, especially my first year, because I wasn't used to that. So I had to get used to it. But uh, it's all I love. And uh, I love the, the the passion that they have. And it, it, it definitely helps us on game day uh, when we're playing at home, just having their energy.
1: Yeah, no kidding. My my cousin and I used to be um, big CFL fans when I lived in Regina with him. And we are, we were those kids that always hung out at Taylor Field. And uh, mm. you, pro- you don't know Taylor Field, but... <laughs> nah, I don't know <laughs> Taylor Field. That's what the Riders used I've to play.
2: About it. I've heard things about it from players like uh, Naaman, Roosevelt. He was there for a couple of years. He played at Taylor Field for, like, I think one or two years.
1: Yeah, yeah, Roosevelt. It.
2: He, said it's, he said he used to rock the same. Like, they still... And every, every game, but it was just like, it was just like sometimes it was just, I guess sometimes on the field level, it was like a little, like a hill on the, like on the, on the field. So it was just, uh, they, they said they need a new stadium, but, uh, he definitely has some good memories there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some good memories there. Um, so you mentioned that you're down in Cali, uh, doing some training. Um, I just gonna pop up a little video this is a video you shared on your uh story yesterday uh, Training. Yeah. <laughs> this is some intense training yeah. like i don't know if yeah, everybody trains was... like this but i i could probably barely yeah, do definitely. that on two feet and you're doing it on
2: one <laughs> yes that was like good. that yeah, right uh, there my, is
1: crazy What's that ball weight? Yeah,
2: Mike. Mike Nguyen. Uh, uh, just just twenty pounds. Yeah, just twenty pounds. Just
1: twenty pounds. That's nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, he, some intense balance me, training. Uh, daily basis. Yeah, yeah. That's his, that's one of his main things. Uh, his core strength and, and then balance. Like we do some form of it pretty much every every day. And uh, and
1: then. Uh,
2: Cause I was I wasn't
1: so good at it at first though, so it's definitely a I also
2: got a lot of a lot of hours.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I also got mm-hmm. up here do see if I can get this on there. This is also some shots. This is from your Instagram. Look how ripped you are, dude.
2: oh crazy
1: (laughs) you are definitely ready for some football no doubt
2: yeah yeah i'm definitely ready so if they if they're out of cage it's gonna be another another great season for for myself and for our team
1: yeah so let's let's Talk a little bit, if you can, or what you can talk about about the CFL season, yeah. whether it's going or not going. We've been through the ringer a couple times, and them saying that they're gonna play a bubble season, then they're gonna do this and that. What are your feelings right now? I you're probably a little bit frustrated, no doubt.
2: Yeah, definitely frustrated. You know, I feel like um, like, especially. I mean, I know it's I guess the cases and stuff are a little on the rise up there. So I guess that's a big factor, but it's just frustrating because, you know, I live here in the States and we have leagues that are going, like arena league is getting ready to start. And, and you know, the leagues that I feel are smaller than, you know, the CFL, but they're able to, you know, to get going and they're just, you know, they're more transparent with their players. Like they know exactly what's going on. It's like, just the main thing we just want is just, you know, just complete transparency, just hard, hard facts instead of these tentative dates and stuff like that, because it's like, well, people are working stuff like that so we can not like they, people still like have to work and they don't want to stop working and then start training and then you know end up with nothing cuz people still have to make money you know so it's definitely frustrating cuz everybody's not in the same situation and um and uh so uh but we just we at this point we I really don't know what to say about it cuz like, we really don't know anything all we know is that they yeah. told us that uh that we that we will report July 2nd and um then we'll quarantine for, you know, a week. To, to, uh, and then um, we'll start training camp on July 10th and uh, and training camp will end July 31st. And then we'll start to see fifth And that's that's all we know right now. And uh, it depends on three things, obviously government and uh, provincial health, health departments approving the, the uh, back to play plans and and things like that and obviously um yeah that's that's pretty much the main thing that we have to depend on i guess i guess it's had nothing to do with the the CFL anymore but they pretty much told us like it's a tentative day nothing set in stone so when they did announce it last week I mean I got excited but it's still some apprehension to fully get excited because we've been through this before so I didn't want to get too hyped up because a lot of us are just you know itching to get back up there so I just want to make sure before I go too crazy and get too happy that uh it's set in stone so hopefully we'll get something set in stone within the next you know month and month, month and a half
1: yeah 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 that's one thing that a lot of fans are frustrated with too is the CFL rather than coming out and kind of keeping everybody in the loop they're kind of sporadic they come out every you know <laughs> month or two yeah, and say this is what's happening but <clears throat> yeah
0: <clears throat> what are your thoughts on
1: uh, the, the the whole uh, XFL CFL partnership thing
2: yes i mean it's hard to have any thoughts because again we don't know anything about it like they just they came out yeah. one day out of the blue and just said oh there's a we're then we're in talks and then, then all these there's all these reports of a potential merger or potential partnership or or whatever. So we don't know anything about what they're talking about. We don't know if it's yeah. a merger, if they're gonna if they're gonna find us some money to help us have this season and then combine later, we don't we don't know what's going on. So we're just waiting to hear. And it's that was about when they first announced that, that was like six, seven weeks ago. So yeah, we haven't heard anything else since then. Really, honestly, that that means anything. So we're we're still waiting on some info on what what they're talking about. So it's just that's the first, like I said, that's the frustrating part, just not knowing anything.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about, or a lot of ideas flying around that it's a potential merger, and that they that we could merge with the XFL and be 16 teams, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera you think that would be an interesting idea to to merge with the XFL and kind of play both sides of the border?
2: Yeah, I think that would be interesting, but um, I just like I just I know one of the big concerns is is it going to be four down football or three down football? Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and that's that's what I fear. I don't want them to. The, I know Canadians love you know 3 down football because it's it's what separates them from you know American football the, the different rules and things like that so I wouldn't want to see a change to to four down football um um I would like to see it three down football maybe they could come up with a way where if you play in the states it's four down if you come up here, three down or yeah maybe the winner maybe the winner of the Canadian part plays the winner of the American part and then they switch off each year whether it's four down or three down I don't know but I think yeah, it could a lot be of interesting. I know on. they, I know, yeah, I know they tried this before in the you know early '90s, I guess, uh, with the <laughs> with the American with the American part and the see C- it the Canadian part. Cause I know the Baltimore team won a won a Grey Cup or something like that. So yeah, um, but I, I think it could be interesting <clears throat> as long as they just have a solid plan and and can appease you know both both sides because you know Canadians still want their three down football. I feel like
1: yeah so uh you mentioned uh the covid restrictions up here being tighter and the cases going up what's it like where you are is it i'm not sure what they're like in cali there is everything wide open or
2: yes it's opening up each and every week is um we're entering the different tiers um i think i think the levels are red orange yellow green something like that but i know we're in like the second to last tier where it's fully fully open because amusement parks are back open um disney just opened back up yesterday
1: yeah that's Um, right
2: so it's it's, yeah it's definitely looking up here like it's it's almost back to normal like restaurants are open people eating inside still gotta wear your mask and everything but it's definitely loosening up here much much different than it was just six months ago
1: yeah well, it's nice to see things loosening up there, and uh, hopefully things loosen up here, and we can get you guys back on the field.
2: Yeah, man, uh, I hope so uh, cause, uh you know we're all we're all dying to play and get back out there. We we miss each other. You know, you miss your teammates and things because usually you go maybe a few months without seeing them, six six months, or not yeah, two years. So it'll be definitely yeah. be an interesting dynamic and feeling when we uh when we do get together and see people we haven't seen like i said in you know two years because i haven't seen i haven't seen any of my teammates since since uh since since that uh last game we played
1: yeah that's crazy you get you guys keep yeah. in touch at all through video chat or anything
2: yeah yeah I keep through test through text messages like i still talk i talk to Swerve a lot and uh I talk to Naaman every now. Not teammate anymore, but he was for two years. I talk to Naaman every now and then, and and uh, Cody every now and then. He's supposed to be coming out here uh, in a few weeks. So we'll probably get some get some work together on the field, catch some passes from him for the first time since the playoff yeah. game. So definitely, definitely got to get our chemistry back. So.
1: yeah it's gonna be great to get you guys back again and uh let's hope everything uh goes to cfl's plan and uh thank you very much for taking your time out of your day to talk to me it looks very sunny there so uh i'll let you go join to the rest enjoy the rest of your day
2: yeah (laughs) yeah thank you man i appreciate it
1: thanks Shaq. have a good one you too all right now i'm joined by 2006 cfl west all-star 2007 gray cup champion mr matt dominguez from the saskatchewan rough riders how are you doing
3: doing great doing great how are you
1: i am doing great it's a little chilly and ugly here but not bad little... how's the weather there
3: no yeah i'm not uh, i'm not envying you at all with that it's great <laughs>
1: you're you're in saskatchewan right
3: Well, I was in Saskatchewan. I'm now in in Texas. Oh, wow. (laughs) Texas. Yes, sir. North Dallas.
1: It's probably much nicer there than here then.
3: Uh, Definitely. Uh,
1: So you uh, played your college football at Sam Houston State in Huntsville, Texas. Um, Tell me what it's like playing college football in Texas because I know college football is a huge deal in the States. Let alone Texas. What's it wasn't yeah. like playing college ball in Texas?
3: You know, it's, it's, uh, I always liken it to in Saskatchewan, you know, it's hockey. In Canada, it's hockey. It's the, the, the primary sport. Yeah. Texas, it's, it's the, the, it's the primary sport times 10. Everybody goes and, and has their team and supports their, their team. And so, um, you know, uh, I went to an FCF school, Sam Houston, and, yeah, we were good. You know, everybody's at the games, and it was it was awesome to be able to play, um, you know, at that kind of level in the Southland Conference.
1: So, and, watching movies like Friday Night Lights and stuff like that—is that what it's really like?
3: <laughs> so it's it on the high school level, it's really like that. I actually would say that it's um, that now it's it's more. Uh, there's it's probably better now. There's um, uh, you know, in my high school when we played our rival. There's uh, there was uh, almost seven thousand people at our high school game, right? Wow! And I, when I was coaching in, in Regina, uh, the first high school game I coached, it might have been two hundred people at the game. <laughs> I was, it was like a culture shock to me, and so but but now because um, uh, well not COVID times, but prior to COVID times, you know everybody would pack they would pack the stadiums to watch football, and just be high school.
1: Yeah. First. Yeah, I used to. I I went to high school in Regina at Miller, and at games they would have yeah, a couple couple hundred people maybe. <laughs> yeah,
3: that exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I coached at riffle. I coached at riffle for
1: for three years. Oh, boo, No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were originally signed by the Denver Broncos uh, as an undrafted free agent in two thousand and two. Um, or or was it 2001? I I thought it was 2001, but maybe it was 2002. Wikipedia says 2002. Yeah, it was 01. Yeah, it was 01. That's what I thought. Stupid Wikipedia. Uh, older. Yeah. So you played 12 games there. You got three catches for 27 yards that first year. Uh who, who was the quarterback there then?
3: Uh, when I played, the starting quarterback was Brian Greasy. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so you signed it's with the Riders. Was... What was that?
3: This is just a long time ago.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Way long ago.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, you signed with the Riders in two thousand and three. Rack up over a thousand yards. Uh, then you went to the Jets in two thousand and four. Uh, cut at the end of training camp. What was it like going to going to an NFL club like? Uh, I know they do things a lot different down there. When they they kind of sign you to practice rosters and where they're allowed to release you whenever. And
3: yeah, it was. I mean, it was a really good experience. It, you know, a bunch of guys vying for for jobs, really, right? you so you're there auditioning for a job, and so to be one of the to to possibly be one of the uh, uh, the people that can make that team. You know, I went to Saskatchewan for the the whole purpose was to get back to the NFL. And um, uh, so I got my opportunity, and it just kind of did not work out because of. uh in one mile,
0: keep left at I thirty five, B north. I
3: had already played so much <laughs> in Denver that that could be put back on the practice roster.
1: Yeah, that that was going to be one of my next questions. You mentioned there was it always the goal to go to the NFL or? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, I mean I love Saskatchewan. It was great. I, a lot of great things happened, but I never grew up wanting to play for the Saskatchewan Rough riders You know, I wanted to. I grew up wanting to play in the NFL, right? And um, the, the Riders have always treated me well, but I, the goal at that time was to get back to the NFL.
1: So when, at that time, did you even know about Saskatchewan? Because I just talked to Shaq Evans, and Shaq, when, <laughs> when he was signed with the Riders, he had no idea where Saskatchewan even was.
3: I might, I might have had maybe one step further than him um i knew about the cfl i knew about toronto and calgary only because of doug flutie and um and i had heard of the saskatchewan rough riders but i couldn't tell you one we player one area 21. i couldn't tell you anything about the saskatchewan <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell me tell me about the first time when you arrive in saskatchewan is it a is it a shock
3: <clears throat> well my it, the, I, my 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 transition was a little bit different. I had just gotten married a month prior. Oh, I think and, there we uh, go. Me and my wife drove from Texas to Regina, and um, uh, you know, as we drove in, it was like, "Okay, there's a Walmart, there's a McDonald's. Okay, I think we can make it. I think it'll be okay." <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as you know where, yeah, as long as you know where Walmart and McDonald's is, you're good.
3: Exactly. Look, I could, and I told. I told my wife. Like that was one of the most reckless decisions we made because I could have been cut. Like I could have. Uh, you know, anything could have happened. I didn't make the team. Now we got to drive all the way back.
1: Ah, chances are, if you're getting drafted by an NFL team, you can probably make it in CFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it, uh, it, it
3: worked out way, well that way.
1: Yeah. So then you uh, were end up back with the riders in two thousand and four, and in two thousand and five, you tear a ligament after only playing two games. Um, what what did you think then like your season's gone there must have been a tough road back. It was it, tell us about yeah, I,
3: that yeah every time every time that I've you know torn a ligament in my knee, it was always the very first question I always asked was why now was was why yeah. and why now? Right. Um, And then I was upset for a while and then I decided, okay, it's time to time to rehab. So time to get back at it. That's that's literally what I did in uh, 05. I then again, in 07, that's that was my my mindset was I can sit and mope or I can work hard. And that's what I did.
1: Well, you must have done a hell of a job because in 2007, you had a hell of a season and won a great cup. So.
3: We, we did uh, that was a really good team that that was a, a a bunch of guys in their prime it was awesome
1: that was a that was a pretty solid team um, so 2009 you get released um, right before you uh, are due a bonus payment by the CFL I believe yeah. I, I read about this somewhere previously I can't remember where um, is it what has it always been um, in the mind of players, that that the CFL has been a struggling league or not really.
3: No, I, it's not really a thing at that at that time. Um, you kind of know going into it, um, uh, that it's a business, right? It's, it's yeah, a, it's a business scenario, and I knew as a as a person coming off an injury with a significant bonus coming, that they weren't going to pay me that bonus. I I never I never had that. Um, money cashed in my bank account I knew we I knew they were going to cut me prior um, and, and sometimes that uh people put those types of incentives and uh, benchmarks in their contracts so that the the individual football teams have to make those types of decisions right you do that to, to be ahead of it and Oh, okay so, yeah and so no I, I wouldn't think that it was a it was a struggling league I know that a, a big portion of the Americans see it as a, a stepping stone but um but no, it's uh, it's football. If you want to play football, you can continue to play football as long as you're good enough.
1: Yeah. Um, so tell me your thoughts on the on the whole CFL XFL partnership. I know you guys don't know a whole lot about it, but neither do do us as fans. Is no. something that could potentially be there in a partnership?
3: Well, I think when it comes to those types of scenarios, I think the devil is in the details. I think you actually have to see what's gonna be the incentive base. Is it gonna be gate driven? Is it gonna be uh, a scenario where you're you're sharing the money of, uh, of the um, uh, online streams and, and maybe even the television deals? right? Like those things have to be worked out to be beneficial. If it's just comes down to nuts and bolts of football and football, that'll work. But I think that the bigger thing has to do with what's the revenue sharing going to be with the individual clubs, XFL clubs, and then um, what's the uh, what what are the players going to get out of it, right? Once those things can be handled, then you can get a better idea if it's even going to work out or not.
1: Yeah, and so uh, of course we are uh, hit hard here by COVID, and the numbers seem to be rising, which is has a lot of future cfl plans in doubt what's it like where you are now what's it like in texas
3: uh texas open it's opening up i mean it is like I... yeah here it's like optional to wear mask into places they ask you to wear a mask but you actually don't have to wear a mask in the places um now on uh, you know in, in this, here in this society though like they've got vaccinations everywhere like you can get your vaccinations everywhere now um I, hell, I took my son to get his vaccination the other day and there was 20 open spaces that no one was in getting a vaccination. So mm-hmm. it's different when you've got an overfl- uh, overflow of actual shots to give people and less people to actually go get those shots. Um, so everything's opening up. People are going out. Um, restaurants, like said, it hasn't really stopped us from doing anything. Like I said, I just came from my daughter's basketball game. There was probably 200 people watching this game. Like it hasn't stopped anything
1: and how was it was it a win
3: it was not a win i'm gonna be honest but it was great effort because they're listening to me talk
1: well that's good <laughs> uh dad 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 level expert <laughs> hey i'm telling you I'm, i've been
3: i've been at this for a little bit here
1: um so what what's your uh, favorite memory from playing in the cfl Obviously, the Grey Cup. Besides the Grey Cup, what's your favorite memory from the CFL? Like a play or whatever. You know,
3: I had a play that ended up. Um, um, well, I guess one of the favorite memories for my of me was we had a game in in 2007 where uh, it was rain delayed. All right, we were playing against Edmonton at home at the old Taylor Field. Yeah, and a storm came in. It was lightning. It was rain delayed, and we went un- We went back into the locker room as it continued to rain and the lights went out, the power went out the whole place. Yeah,
1: I remember that game.
3: There you go. So we came back out, we were losing. We came back out and um, I had a a big game. I think it was like 170 yards or something. Yeah. And we ended up winning. We came back and we won the game. But (laughs) the the memory that I have was when we came back out, it was like half the stands were still there. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was awesome that that most people stayed for the game. They didn't care about the weather, and uh, and they saw they saw the big comeback. And I actually met people later on that had left and were sick that they didn't stay because that's like a history <laughs> game. You'll never get a game like that back.
1: Never leave. You never leave. No, you never leave. Yeah, that's that's the rider fan base for you. They'll sit in the rain. They'll then they're everywhere. It's uh, me as a Stampeders fan. Sorry to say, but it's annoying. Perfect. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, dude. <laughs> uh, so you're obviously you're in Texas now, but you're are you, you're still living in Regina, right?
3: No, no, no. I, I live in Texas. I've, I've moved home.
1: Oh, you're gone now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've moved home. My my sister told me that she actually lived in the same apartment complex as you, and you had a landscaping company or something there. Yeah, uh, real estate company. Oh, real estate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was. It's always real estate, eh? Yeah,
3: it's what it is, man. Tell you.
1: All right. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time uh, to talk to me today. Uh, I know you're on the go there, dadding and all kinds of stuff. And <laughs>
3: that's right. That's right. That don't ever stop. So,
1: yeah. No kidding. So, uh, yeah. Hi to the family there. Hi family, and uh, take it easy down there in Texas. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. See
0: I know what I see. Do you have the guts to do it for me? Gonna sweat, gonna work, gonna burn. It's gonna hurt.